confession we just sang in the last three songs <laughs> it says I come again and again and again that means he never turns us away we don't have to be perfect we can continue to come back to him and he stands with open arms waiting for us he never turns his back against us he never stops loving us he's there waiting with open arms I am who you say I am. Say it with me. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. I am who you say I am. It's not what the enemy says. It's not what the world says. God says you're my child and I paid a price for you. And who he sets free. Who he sets free. Remains in bondage. Is what? Free indeed. What? Free indeed. Free indeed. Free indeed. Woo! to get here this morning. that sat in the gutter for the winter collected all that muck in the mire gutters weren't flowing properly and the stench that was with it was horrible horrible but I got in there and I scooped it out and when I finished I hosed it out you know what my gutters were stained inside but they're clean and they flow we've had stench in our lives We'll continue to have stench in our lives. We have stains in our lives, but we are clean. We are clean. And the Spirit continues to flow through us. I had no intention of preaching this morning, but... Woo! Oh, which leads me to this. If I battle and you battle... Those watching my live stream, if you battle, which we all do, how much more than the world that doesn't know him battles. Fear is running rampant. Oh, but we have a God who is in control. I'm going to ask Pastor Lance to come up and pray. Pray for the lost, pray for the network. As we lift the loss this morning, let's claim victories. Look around this place and begin to see this place full. And I'm not talking to just saints. I'm talking about full of those who need Jesus. Saved and unsaved. I'm looking at this place to be full and coming back to receiving what God has for us. Pastor, come and pray. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you and we praise you this morning for freedom. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord God, for the promise, Lord, that Jesus made to us. He who the Son has set free is free indeed. And we thank you. Thank you for that freedom this morning. And Father, we lift up, hallelujah, Lord God, 
every lost soul before you. We pray for our unsaved loved ones, Lord. We lift them up, Father, knowing that you are mighty to save, that your hand is not shortened, that it cannot save. So, Lord, we lift them up before you. We ask that you would touch their lives. Father, that your word would reach them even this morning. In the name of Jesus, we pray, Father God, that you would save them, hallelujah, Lord, from the uttermost, even to the guttermost, wherever they are, wherever they live, wherever they dwell, Lord God, wherever they hide, wherever they go and stay in secret, let your word find them there. Save them, Lord. Save the lost. Save unsaved, our unsaved loved ones. Save them, Father God, only as you can in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we pray in the name of Jesus this morning, Lord God, for our leaders, for Apostle C and for Sister C this morning. We lift them up before you, O God. We lift up, uh, Pastor, Lord God, uh, just praying that you would have your way in them. Lord, that you would strengthen them, that you would minister healing unto them. In the name of Jesus, we also pray for Pastor Gardner this morning. We lift him up before you, Lord, this great man of faith. Lord, we ask that you touch him touch his body lord god we speak strength to him this morning hallelujah encourage him lord grace his life lord god hallelujah for this season in the name of jesus and father in jesus name we pray for the eacm network we pray lord god for every church and every parachurch every ministry this morning in the name of jesus lord we speak grace grace over every ministry grace over every minister grace lord god over their lives this morning in the name of Jesus hallelujah and father we pray father God hallelujah for every chaplain the FRC in the IAC we lift them up before you this morning and just pray God that you would bless them that you would strengthen them hallelujah those on the front line Lord God that you would energize them Lord and equip them for the work at hand oh God in the name of Jesus and Lord we thank you and praise you for this great house thank you for the work that you're doing here. Thank you for the work that you're going to do, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, for the evangelism team, Lord. Those that are going out, Lord God. Those that, Lord God, will be winning souls, bringing them into the house, Lord. Fill this house, God. Fill it with your glory. Fill it with your power. Fill it with your anointing. Fill it with souls. In the name of Jesus, fill this house, God. Hallelujah. Fill Lord God, hallelujah, your houses, your temple, Lord, for we are your temple, God. We are your church, God. Fill us up with your glory. Fill us up with your power. Yes, Lord, Father God, touch our hearts. Hallelujah, speak to our souls that we would do as a song, Lord, and come to you again and again and again, that we would never grow tired, that we would never grow weary of coming to you, Lord. And Father, we we pray for our leaders this morning, for hallelujah, our bishop and Dr. Cheryl, Lord God. Hallelujah, we speak blessing over their lives. We speak healing, Lord God. We speak grace, Lord. Grace, 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 and more grace. Grace for the work. Grace for the assignment. Grace for this new season. Grace for the new normal. In the name of Jesus, give them strategies. Give them wisdom, Lord God. Hallelujah for the times to come. Give them to be as the sons of Issachar who discerned the times and they knew what to do. Thank you for our leaders. They know what to do by the spirit of the living God. They know what to do. They know the times. Thank you Lord for fresh anointing for them both oh God. Hallelujah. 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 Touch every person listening, watching over live stream. Lord, invade their homes with the spirit of the living God, with your anointing and grace. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! God, have your way in every home, every family, every situation, every marriage. Hallelujah! Every ministry. And Lord, we'll continue to give you praise. We'll continue to give you glory and all the honor. Hallelujah! In Jesus' mighty name hallelujah this morning to join me as we begin and I just want to thank God for this day 
And I just want us to humble ourselves. Amen? So, Father, we just humble ourselves this morning. We put ourselves in a position, an attitude of worship, and cry out this morning, God, for your grace, your mercy. We just ask for that gift of repentance. We ask that you will just turn everything around in our lives, continue just as you have been. God created us clean hearts. And don't take your Holy Ghost from us. But strengthen us this morning. Strengthen us through the word as we worship. And oh God, we thank you for the word. We thank you even now and decree Psalm 91 over us over our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, our people, our leaders. God, the body of Christ and this nation, we cry out. We cry out for repentance and that, God, you are pouring out such grace and mercy and that, God, you are taking our sins and all of our wrongs and throwing them as far as the east is from the west. God, you're erasing the past and you're bringing on the new. And God, we want you to take note of this nation, that we are a people turning away from evil, from wrong. And we are a people that are crying out to you to change this nation and bring you back to the center of everything. So God, we thank you for the word this morning. God, give us ears to hear you. And God, this is 5780. This is the year 2020. God, give us greater vision, clearer vision. God, we thank you this morning. Praise you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Just begin to thank him and praise him. Amen? Because he's a good God. He's a good God. And I'm just so thankful that I get to preach his word. That I get to be in his presence this morning. Every day that you wake up, wake up crying out for his presence. Wake up and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for another day. I don't know about you, but I have been going everywhere I go, everything I do from the time I wake up. I'm noticing God show me your glory. And I look out the window and I see our beautiful tree just blooming in white. Only God can do that stuff. And I look at how green everything is and how clean everything is. And it just awesome. You know, I, something so simple. I was driving down the, uh, drive that leads to our complex and it was just littered with junk because it's right off the expressway and there was so much litter and I just kept saying God you know would it be wrong for me to get out here and bring a couple garbage bags and my mask and some gloves and God just spoke to me he said just hold up I already got this taken care of so I just said, okay, God, and I'm just, every day, I just notice, I'd take a walk and notice it, or if we drove over to the church, I'd notice it, and finally, two days ago, I'm coming down the drive, and the Lord goes, take a look, and I look over, and it's totally cleaned out. I said, "Woo!" He said, you'd have never noticed on a regular day back then. 
Notice everything because your relationship with God is becoming closer and closer and he'll tell you, he'll tap you on the shoulder, he'll pull your vision to where it's got to go. And that's what I want to look at this morning. How we need to just hold up, stand still and watch in 2020. Stand still and watch what he's about to do. Because we're at a place now where we're like, okay, I'm spending time with God. I feel closer than I ever felt. Uh, the relationship and, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And the Lord's been speaking to me. He goes, define success for me in this relationship between us. And I just began to pray and say, well, it's just awesome. He says, don't think about the stuff you can do for me. He says, I'm not interested in what you can do for me. I want you focused on success as being this relationship with me. And the deeper and deeper it gets. That's what your success will be about. Look with me at John 13, 35. Because God's definition of success, in fact, the way God looks at lots of things is different than us. But look what he says. He says, but not Joshua, I'm sorry, John 13, 35. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's a good one, too. But John 13, 35 talks about how love is what differentiates us from the rest of the world. John 13, 35 is the recognition that we belong to him. We belong to him. And he calls us friends. Wow. You become his friend when you get into that relationship. It's really about becoming more like him. It's really about realizing that love is the key. They'll know you. They'll know you because of the love. And when they know you love, guess what? It's so easy to bring people to him because then they see his love. So it isn't about what you do. But I want to take this minute that maybe you don't have a relationship with him. And it's important. I want you to see this. John 13, 35 talks about the love. So I want to take a minute right now and introduce you if you don't know him. Or maybe you need to deepen that relationship. So I want you to pray with me and invite him in and invite him to lead you and to guide you and to make you notice all the stuff that you have not noticed about his creation, about him. That all comes from just knowing Jesus. So pray with me this morning. Lord, thank you for everything. Thank you that I can come into relationship with you right now. So come in, Jesus. If I don't know you, I want to. And if I already have made a commitment, then I want it renewed. And Lord, thank you. You died you suffered and you rose again for me. And Lord, come in. Come in right now. Big Jesus. And change my life. Change my 
senses. I don't want to ever be like I used to be. I want to be where I'm headed in you. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. If you made that fresh commitment to God or if you made your commitment for the first time, that's called relationship. And it's a new day for you to enter in and to know him like never before. It's important in this season that we watch our attitudes. You know, a lot of you... You've been holed up in them houses or apartments or wherever with the same person that you only visited with. And now you got deeper work going on. And for some, God is even strengthening your marriage. I just challenge you in this hour, lay your life down for one another. That's what Jesus did. Set it aside. When you find things you could get irritated about, set it aside. Say, nope, I'm in relationship. And God, you're in control. Remember I told you Hashem is Hebrew for God. Hashem is in control. And he's going to work with your kids and work with you and work with your mates and whoever else you got living with you. God is in control. And it's a great thing. But watch your attitude. God's dealing with attitudes. Hey, you know, we want to blame God for all the bad in the world. Forget that. He is not the cause. Say that. God's not the cause. God is the solution. Amen. And we want to get all negative and blame God. I want to tell you something. He'll use everything. He is so good at using everything. He don't leave nothing to waste. My mother was a born-again, spirit-filled, tongue-talking Christian Jew. And she used to look at me and say, Honey, God uses everything. He's a good Jew. He don't let nothing go to waste. So God's in it. God's in this season. He's our solution. And then we want to look at some strategies today. Strategy is good. And these strategies are focused on bringing destruction and annihilation to the enemy. Because where do we go from here? We're getting stronger in our relationship with God. We're moving forward. But I want to tell you something. We're in that season between uh, Passover and Pentecost. That's that Holy Ghost. And so we got to get now to the place where we realize it's time now to cross into that promised land. It's time now to be prepared to move in to the new era, the new land that he set aside for us. And we need strategy because if you think the enemy is going to stop, he ain't. But if we have strategy, if we realize that this is not a season of doom and gloom, listen, turn that junk off. Shut it off. This conspiracy theory and that conspiracy theory. And, you know, uh, China's going to take over the world and all that garbage. Get it off. Cut it off. And focus on it's time to cross over. It's time now. We've gone through Passover. We've gone away from Egypt. Egypt didn't win. We win. And we're crossing over. We got to have good strategy because the angel of the Lord is our rear guard. Just like he brought them through the waters. The cloud covered them going through the water, the Red Sea. And that angel of God was right there at their rear back. And there was darkness on Egypt's side. And there was light on the people of God. 
That's what's happening right now. But the enemy always wants to try something. I want to challenge you today because God is a redemptive God. God's plan is always for redemption. Always. God always brings hope. Not doom and gloom. And he'll see us through. God's ways are always good. And so we need strategy. And our strategy's got to be sharp. And it's not sometimes the way we would react in our natural. <laughs> I want you to watch this clip. It's from the movie Babe. And how the strategy here took a little turn and it won. Hallelujah. Get him up, pig. He wants you to drive them out of the yard. Away to me, pig. Remember, you have to dominate them. Do that and they'll do anything you want. Go, go. Woof! Woof, woof, woof! Mom. Nonsense. It's only your first try. But you're treating them like equals. They're sheep. They're inferior. Oh, no, they're not. Of course they are. We are their masters, babe. Let them doubt it for a second and they'll walk all over you. Fly! Get the pig out of there! Make them feel inferior. Abuse them. Insult them. Fly! They'll laugh at me. And bite them. Be ruthless. Whatever it takes, bend them to your will. Enough! Go on. Go. You are uh, big buttheads. <laughs> Young man, stop this nonsense. What's got into you all of a sudden? I just got finished telling what a nice young pig you be. Ma, I was just trying to be a sheepdog. Huh, enough wolves in the world already. Without a nice lad like you turning nasty, you haven't got it in you, youngin. You and I are descended from the great sheepdogs. We carry the bloodline of the ancient Bahu. We stand for something. And today I watched in shame as all that was betrayed. Rex, dear, he's just a little pig. All the greater the insult. I'm sorry I bit you. Are you all right? Well, I wouldn't call that a bite myself. You got teeth in that floppy mouth of yours or just gums? Ah! <laughs> you see, ladies, a heart of gold. Heart of gold. No need for all this wolf nonsense, youngin. All a nice little pig like you need do is ask. you do? I asked them and they did it. I just asked them nicely. We don't ask sheep, dear. We tell them what to do. But I did, Mom. They were really friendly. <laughs> Strategies that are different. Amen? 
God's way being redemptive. God always brings hope. So let's look at these strategies this morning. First of all, a strategy of shaking repentance. If you're taking notes, put shaking-repentance. You might say, Dr. Cheryl, that's all you've been telling us. That's because God craves repentant hearts. He loves when we humble ourselves. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. You know, in this season, he's pulling down idols. Well, we don't have idols in this culture, Dr. Cheryl. Yes, we do. He's pulling them down. You might have worshipped your family. You might have worshipped your job, worshipped your car, worshipped your home. So many of you worship your home, and God's got you there, and you're like, I can't wait to get out of here. He's messing with it. He wants everything put into a proper perspective. He's pulling down those things that you trusted in, that I trusted in. And he's saying, "Uh uh-uh, you're not trusting nothing but me. Things that we thought protected us. He's shaking all that. Because he wants us to come to a place where we're standing still on the rock, him. Look at... Hebrews 12, 25 and 6. I'm sorry, 26 and 7. Whose voice then shook the earth. But now he hath promised, saying, Yet once more I shake not the earth only, but also heaven. And this word, yet once more, signifieth the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Some of you feel like a tree where you may have 10 leaves left on you. You're going, okay, is that what's remaining? And look at Amos 9, 9. For lo, I will command and I will sift the house of Israel among all nations, like as corn is sifted in a sieve, yet shall not the least grain fall upon the earth. Anything that can remain will. But for a lot of us, when we looked at what was remaining, we got a lot of work ahead of us. Because God wants us whole. This is unprecedented times. You've never heard that word so much as in this season. What does it mean to be unprecedented? Some folks are saying it, and then the other day somebody looked at me and says, what does that mean anyway? It means it's never been done before. It means there's going to be a new normal. But we're setting a precedent. We're setting a precedent of relationship with God, time with him. Keep shaking us, Lord. Eventually, there's going to be so much that will remain. It's a good thing. He's getting rid of the chaff. How many of you have had times where your skin is dry and flaky and you just kind of want to keep getting all the flakes off. God is looking at our lives and saying, I'm getting rid of you flakes. I'm getting rid of all your flakes and you're going to have some good stuff remaining. And that's where you're at right now. Because in order to get crossing over, we got to be in a position 
See, humility, repentance, shaking. Okay. Stay focused. Stay focused. When you get shaken, you got to stay focused on Jesus. Second strategy. How about this one? Exposure. Exposure. And you can put slash revealing. First one, shaking, repentance. Second one is exposure, revealing. Now, listen to me. Because God's done some stuff and you're shaking or he's revealed things to you. And you're like, oh, I didn't really want to see that, God. But he's dealing with it, so it's a good thing. Well, now he's going to reveal the hidden agenda of the enemy. That's powerful. Everywhere I turn, when I finished this word studying yesterday, I did. uh, One of my friends, Rebecca Greenwood, awesome prophetess of God, a mover and a shaker, she crossed my desk with this uh, prophetic words she received and she talks about all this it blew my mind but she says we're gonna see an exposure of the enemy listen God is exposing even now underground plans of the enemy in your life in your family where you live in the government you're gonna see over this next several weeks even a few weeks you're gonna see some exposure of the enemy. See, God is going to expose him and reveal things so that we as a nation, as a people, as cities and states, as we are walking in our families, our lives, God's going to show us some evil demonic stuff that we will begin to eradicate in the name of Jesus. You're going to see it in politics. You're going to see it in the government. You're going to see large trafficking uh, cases exposed and shattered. There was just one the other day, 400 of our government and city and municipal and local uh, officials that were involved in, and they are coming down. They got exposed. So what does that mean? Uh, Psalm 48, 5, look at this. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. See, exposure. They saw it, and we're going to marvel at what God's going to reveal. Expose. And it's got to go. And the reality is for us intercessors. What's the strategy? Is it just to expose and reveal? No, it's for the intercessors to come alive. And so you begin to arise as an intercessor. I know some of you are going to say, well, I'm not really an intercessor. Yes, you are. You better find out what you're to intercede for. And you better get on it and start praying and warring and don't give up your post. Because the intercessors are not some special SWAT team. We're it. And I find myself on my face crying out to God. And I'm like, God, what am I interceding right now for? And he'll just begin to throw stuff out there. And you're like, well, how do I know this, God? What do you care? Intercede. Just be obedient and pray. And see, begin to pray, God, reveal whatever is concealed. Whatever the enemy's trying to put a lid on, God, expose it. And command strongholds to come down. Command this garbage to come down in Jesus' name. Exposure, revealing. How about this uh, third one? A new sound. A new sound. Repositioning. Repentance, revealing. How about repositioning? Now listen, we're coming into another season. With every new move of God, there is a new sound. 
I'm excited because I know our worship team and Dr. Tom and Pastor Gina, I know they're in prayer and they're seeking God for whatever he wants to do. And he's going to give them a new sound when we get back in this pulpit. When we get back into communal church where we can come together and raise the roof off. Listen, I don't know about you, but the presence of God is so strong in this place that I don't know. We could probably raise the roof off just with our few. But I'm excited at what God's going to do. Fresh anointing, fresh move. And so begin to lift your voices. No longer. Listen. I believe this. No longer will he have to get up and try to motivate you. You're going to come into the house of the Lord because you ain't been here and you realize what you're missing. And you're going to come into the house of the Lord prepared to take off and lift your voice and lift your hands. And, you know, if you look at this historically, the reality is the repositioning is that when their first Pentecost hit, there was a sound that preceded the Holy Spirit. See, look with me at 2 Timothy 1, 6 and 7. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God hath not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. See, stirring it up. See, what is God saying? He's going praise and worship will strengthen you. And you won't walk in any fear. You'll be sound because you're full of the stirring of my spirit. I challenged you last week to 15 minutes a day of praise and worship. And how many of you have been doing it and it's changing your time with God? Don't stop. The challenge continues. But leave the old. I say it constantly. I don't ever want to go back, God, to what was. And I don't want anybody in this house or anybody watching or listening. And maybe you've never been here. That's okay. But I want you to never go back to what it was before the virus. I want that fire and that zeal and that relationship with God to keep moving you forward. Because this is a year, 2020, of wisdom. We would not be wise to return to business as usual. And I, I think I shared with you, 60% statistics showed 60% would go back to business as usual. Well, say this with me. I'm part of the 40%. That's right. Fourth strategy, deep wells or recovery. Another strategy against the powers of darkness is a recovery, a refocusing. Digging deep wells. Well, what do you mean, Dr. Cheryl? Refreshing. Refreshing. How many of you know there's a refreshing when you take a drink out of the well? Well, you're going to dig deep wells. You're going after the deep wells of the Holy Spirit. A refreshing a refreshing to your health, to your strength, to your mind, to your soul realm, because you're not going back. You're going to deepen the well with your relationship with God. And that is a strategy against the powers of darkness. Because the deeper you go in God, listen to me, if I'm traveling this way, And the enemy is that way. Then one great strategy is to keep going deeper this way. And it takes you further away from the enemy. He likes it when we go back to where we were. Nope. That's a strategy. 
Listen to me. Dig the well deep. Surrender. Surrender. Look at Numbers 21, 17. Then Israel sang this song. Spring up, O well. Sing ye unto it. Start singing. Spring up, O well. Spring up, O well, within me. Take me deeper, Jesus. The enemy can't have a place in that. Isn't that true? He don't want to go nowhere where you are surrendered to the Holy Ghost. God is unlocking things. So you have to get deeper into that Holy Spirit so the well springs up and God begins to unlock things for you. Don't worry. Listen to me. Don't worry about what this one thinks and that one thinks and what does that one have to say and compare yourself to that one. Don't do that. Focus on Jesus and what he has for you to do. Focus on Jesus and the things he has for your future, your family, your uh, position, your ability to reach others for the gospel. It becomes kind of a sticky mess when we're worried about this one, that one, comparing ourselves. You're going to stand before God one day, not for, he's not going to look at you and say, well, you didn't do as good as Susie did. You could have done better than Sam. He's going to just look at you and he's going to look at me and he's going to say, Cheryl, did you do what I asked you to do? And that's all that matters. Dig your well deep. Just open your arms and say, I surrender. I surrender, Jesus. Because the enemy is so slick. He tries to plant those little thoughts. Well, so-and-so did this. And look at, even during the pandemic, they're doing this. No, cut it off. See, cut it all off. How many of you, when you were growing up, I'm telling on myself, but you grew up in the era of paper dolls. And we loved paper dolls because we could get scissors and cut them all out and make them perfect. Well, cut off all the junk around your paper doll that don't belong to you. God wants to have us dig deep into our wells. Recovery. That's where you recover when you get deep in that Holy Spirit in your prayer closet. As you walk with him through the day, don't leave him in the prayer closet. Take him with you. Take him with you everywhere, driving, walking, wherever you find yourself with your little mask on and your gloves at the grocery store and talk to him. Lord, do I buy this? Do I buy that? Do I need this? Do I want that? He wants to be a blessing to you. Dig that well deep. You got repentance. You got revealing or exposing. You got repositioning, a new sound. He's repositioning you. See, he's changing your position. And then recovery or focus. You got to recover that focus. How many times a day do you got to say, oh, I'm not looking at that junk. Here, I'm refocusing. You might have to do it a lot. Dig the well deep. And then the fifth one. He's going to level some mountains. Or in other words, he's going to bring you some recompense. Now, people, you might say, Dr. Cheryl, what is recompense? How about this? Compensation for your loss. Compensation for your losses. Now, if he's doing it in the natural, which he is, right? Stimulus checks, unemployment, people just blessing other people. I love it. The church is being the church. But greater than that is so is the natural. Look, imagine in the spirit realm. 
said, a brother say to me the other day, you know, I'm making more being home. Wow. I mean, tell me that ain't God. Tell me that ain't God. But it doesn't have to be different when we go back to work. Some of you are working from home, but some of you have to go back to a place. Take him with you. It's time that we get compensated for our losses or our suffering. Some of you have suffered incredible loss, loved ones, friends. But you know what? Again, he said, I'm going to repay. I'm going to compensate you. Now, get it out of your brain how you think you need to be compensated. Well, they can't bring back my loved one. No, but you can take the good stuff that you learned and absorb from the loved one you lost, and you can be that to the world. That is a recompense. God is moving. God is moving. How about this? God spoke to me. He says, prodigals are coming home. Wow. You could fill every church in the world just with the prodigals. Hallelujah, Jesus. Bring them on home. And when they come home, the good stuff, what makes them a prodigal is they don't come home the same way they left. They come home different. See, he's preparing the ground. He's saying the harvest is here. Stop looking for harvest. Well, everybody keeps yelling it's harvest time. Well, stop looking for it. Go find it where you're at. It's there. The opportunities are immense. See, God was showing me, he says, there's going to be incredible deliverance. You know, I began to think, well, we've done deliverance for years, God. Maybe enough people have been delivered. No! He says, I'm bringing a whole new slew, and I'm going to do it supernaturally and naturally, and you're not going to have to make all this effort, so don't worry about it. None of us are going to have to have all this effort and striving. God said, this next season, if we'll surrender, he says, no effort needed, really. He goes, I'm going to bring deliverance. I'm going to bring incredible healing. And I'm going to infuse such great faith into people. I don't know about you, but that sounds like a menu I want to be a part of. Stand on the word. Stand on the word. Worship him and watch. Say that with me. Stand on the word. Worship and watch. We think we got to do 100 things for God. He's going to show off in this next season. A mighty outpouring of his spirit, cleansing and refreshing. See, five strategies, repentance, revealing, repositioning us, recovery, recompense. He wants to do something big, but there are strategies against the powers of darkness, not you. You have to use these strategies against the enemy. Shaking, repentance, that's against the powers of darkness in your life. Exposure, revealing, you're going to see stuff. Well, what can I do about pray? repositioning. There's a new sound coming. You be part of the new sound. Position yourself so when you get to praise and worship, you're already in. Recovery. Dig them well so deep that the enemy can't even find you. How about that one? Recompense. Mountains are coming down. Speak to the mountains in your life. Look at Isaiah 41, 6, 16. Thou shalt fan them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the whirlwind shall scatter them, and thou shalt rejoice in the Lord, and shalt glory in the Holy One of Israel. He's scattering junk. 
He's getting rid of the junk. And of course, the one we always speak to the mountain. Zechariah 4, 6 and 7. Then he answered and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. See, God's wind, God's uh, winds of the spirit are going to get rid of the mountains, blow the dust, and then look at verse 7, who are, uh, verse, uh, yeah, 7. Who art thou, O great mountain? You ain't such a big mountain. Before Zerubbabel, thou shalt become a plain, and he'll bring forth the headstone thereof with shoutings, crying, Grace, grace. Right now, just think, put your hands in the air, and just think of whatever mountain. It might be a finance right mountain. It might be a bill. Listen, God's got a plan. It might be an illness. It might be whatever. That mountain is coming down as we shout grace. Just begin to say grace, 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 grace to these mountains. Grace, God, grace. Blow, Holy Spirit, your winds over these mountains. They must come down in the name of Jesus. That's right. Those mountains got to come down. He says it. I'm going to make them a plane. Because God is doing this for you. And all you got to do is, in the most part, Stand still in the word, in prayer, in praying in tongues, in intercession. Stand, stand, and watch what God does. I want to share a quick story. It's not really a story. It, it really happened. It's so awesome. But I always tell you, Hashem is in control. And what's so important in this season is that we keep doing what we know to do. Keep on doing what you know is the right thing to do. Pray. Read. Don't get in your flesh. Don't get angry about stuff. You know, overlook. Give people the benefit of the doubt, whatever. But you be Christ-like in love and keep doing what you know to do. But trust, pray, and look to Hashem for the answers. Now listen, this is a true story. A young man had gotten married, and he and his wife were expecting their first child, and he was not earning what he figured he needed once the baby was born. So he prayed to God. He prayed to Hashem for help. And so he said, when a person needs more money, I just found out and realized I needed to go to God. I needed to just go to Hashem and cry out, help me. Hear what I'm saying there? He went to God first. So, one day, say one day, someone told him, wow, out of the blue, about a job opening at a very successful company and he was perfect for it. So he interviewed, got the job, and they were going to pay him twice what he was making. The new position, though, demanded a lot of longer hours. And that meant it could adversely affect his family and his time and his life with his family. Listen to your priorities being changed in this hour. So his wife and he both prayed together, and they said, well, Hashem opened the door. We're going to walk in it. So he took the job. But in the meantime, he went and informed his current employer, and they were happy for him, but they said, you know, we're very happy with you, and we don't want you to leave, but we can't afford to pay you two times what you make. But we're asking you to simply train the person that's going to take your position. So he said, sure, no problem. I'll stay a couple weeks over. And what they found is as he trained people, every potential, no one was able to do what he could do. 
So they sat down and said to him, look, we can't offer you two times, but we'll get you as near to your new salary as we can get you if you'll stay. We'll get you at least two-thirds of the way there or three-fourths of the way there with just a little bit to go. Give us time to grow. You grow, and we'll grow you into this double salary. He said, okay, but the new position also gave me growth opportunities. I want to just... I don't want to just make more money for you. I want to go into a better position too. And the other job was offering that. And so they sat down with him. Now get this. Who does this? They came up with a three to five year plan for growth. And his salary would increase at every stage. And it could be more than two times. Wow. He was able to keep the same job and get this one. He didn't have to work the extra hours. He could keep the same pace he was at with double the salary, great opportunities for growth. Why? Because he prayed to Hashem. He trusted that Hashem was in control. Saints, you can't lose Walk in these strategies, declare the word of the Lord, be mindful of what comes out of your mouth in this hour. Be very careful. It's the year of the mouth. It's the decade of pay. Everything we decree and declare. No negativity. And begin to just seek God and begin to just stay in that deep well and speak his word. Say, God, I don't want to say anything except if it's you. That's what Jesus did. And what are we going to see? A breakthrough. Breakthrough. You're coming out of this quarantine with breakthrough, success, increase you're gonna be glowing in the dark so when you walk in a room people that don't know him are gonna notice you and they're gonna say i gotta have this how can i you know you don't even have to go walking up to people and ask them to accept god they're gonna come up to you and say how do i find jesus awesome so you better be ready to give them the message God spoke to me. He said, we are crossing over. We're crossing over. When they went into the promised land, it was a new era. We're going into the new era. But we got to have strategy against the powers of darkness because they're lurking right behind us. So go in there. Knock them dead, the enemy. Be still. Stand and watch. Amen? Be like babe. You don't have to go into every situation ready to bite the ankles off of something. There's a better way with the gospel. Jesus will give you strategy. Amen? We're going to pray. And then Dr. Scott is going to come up and we're going to do communion. Because that is our weapon of war. We're going to make offering as he, partake, as he uh, presents the communion table. And you're going to watch this week how the enemy is going to turn on himself because you get to stand still and watch. Amen? Father, thank you. Thank you, God, for your awesome presence in our lives, in our homes, in our church, God. Thank you in our lives for your presence. And God, let us use these strategies against the powers of darkness. We are crossing over to the new era, and we are going to see you do incredible things as we stand still and watch. And God will be faithful to dig our well deep, to reposition ourselves, to receive that recompense. We'll be faithful to repent. Every chance we get as you tap us on the shoulder and say, that needs to go. God, we just thank you. And our response, God, will be, how fast can we respond to Jesus? 
Thank you for this day, God. And as Dr. Scott comes, I want to remind you that we always take an offering at the end. If you came on late in the broadcast or you walked in here late, we're going to be able to just bring our offerings and set them on the war chest. But if you're at home, we ask you to simply go to ECC Live and press the donate button. Or you can call in your offering to the church through credit card. You can even go to the YouTube channel, Evangel Christian Church YouTube channel, and donate. Lots of good ways. You can mail it in. 28491 Utica Road, Roseville, Michigan, 48066. And thank you so much. Bishop and I just love you, look forward to being with all of you in the same place. Amen. But we love you so much. We miss all of you. And we so appreciate everything that you're given at this time. Everything helps. And we thank God for it. Amen. Dr. Scott.